Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. You are now tuned into the Cherry Picking Podcast with your host, Andre Cherry. Hey everyone, thank you for downloading another exciting episode of the Cherry Picking Podcast. I'm your host, Andre Cherry. And on this episode, which is the final episode of 2020, can you believe that we are at the end of this hellish year that 2020 has been? I'm looking forward to 2021, most certainly. Hopefully there are some good things on the horizon for us all. But this will be the very last episode of 2020. It feels like it was five years long, but we are now at the end of the year and we have college bowl season happening right now. And on today's episode, I want to preview the college football playoff. So we'll, I'll give you some nuggets and some, some tidbits and some things you should be looking for as you're watching the college football playoff, which will be happening this Friday, this upcoming Friday on January 1st, 2021. We have the semifinal matchups in the college football playoff. So we'll go ahead and dive right in. We'll talk about these two matchups. And like I said, I'll give you some tidbits and some little factoids that you can keep with you as you're watching the games this Friday. So first up on January 1st at 3 p.m. Central Time in Arlington, Texas, we have the college football playoff semifinal at the Rose Bowl game presented by Capital One. If you remember, this game was moved from its regular home in Pasadena at the Rose Bowl, Pasadena, California, that is, and it was moved to Texas. It's in Jerry World, and that was to accommodate families and spectators and folks to watch this game in person. California is not allowing any crowds or any sort of gatherings or audiences to watch these live events. I know there was a couple of appeals this year to try to see if the state of California would allow that to happen and both of those requests were denied. So this game will be played in Arlington, Texas. We have Notre Dame versus Alabama. And if we take a look at the odds for this game, I believe I believe Alabama was favored by like 19 and a half points if I'm remembering correctly. Let me just see here. Yeah. Alabama is favored by 19 and a half points. So Notre Dame has a tough task ahead of itself this Friday if it expects to beat number one Alabama. That would be the craziest upset of this entire college football playoff, college football season of 2020 if Notre Dame can do the unthinkable and beat the monster that is Alabama. This team looks like they are ready to go. They are at a championship level, I would say. And they have impressed me the most this college football season. So we'll go ahead and dive inside the series here to give you some factoids and some stats about this matchup between Alabama versus Notre Dame. This is the eighth meeting overall. Alabama trails this series 2-5. to Alabama is currently on a one-game win streak. Their last meeting was on January 7th, 2013 in the BCS National Championship game where Alabama laid the smackdown on the Irish by a score of 42-14. Good golly, that's a beatdown. And if we take a look at this season, 
as a team, the Crimson Tide scored the second most points in all of college football this year at 49.7 points per game. They limited opponents to only 19.5 points per game, which is 17 best in college football. So, I mean, they are that that spread there, 49.7 points, damn near 50 points per game while limiting opponents to only 20 points per game. I mean, that's a, a beatdown on seismic levels, especially considering the fact they're only playing teams from the SEC this year. Not that it would have mattered anyways if they're playing teams outside that conference because Alabama has been consistent for a while. If you look at the whole tenure of Nick Saban at Alabama, his teams are pretty consistent week in and week out. But look at their schedule. Alabama handled the teams on its schedule pretty easily. Alabama is the current FBS leader for scoring at least 28 points in consecutive games with 24. What's more impressive is the fact that that streak is the fact that Alabama has produced 35 or more points in every single game. So the Crimson Tide scored 52 points in the December 19th matchup against Florida on December 19th. The total marked the 24th straight game that Alabama's offense scored 35 or more points, which is the longest streak in major college football history. Oregon scored at least 35 points in 15 consecutive games from November 5th, 2011 through November 17th, 2012. They had lost to Stanford by a score of 17-14 in that game. Alabama's last game of not posting 35 or more points came in Alabama's loss to Clemson in the college football playoff national championship game that was played on January 7th, 2019. So this team puts up points. They are going to be one tough matchup for Notre Dame in the college football playoff. I'm just being honest. I mean, I I don't see a way that Notre Dame wins, but I would love to be proved wrong. I mean, it would be cool to see Notre Dame get back to a national championship game and, and win the national championship. I'm I'm not saying they will, but I think it's good for football. I'm not a Notre Dame fan. I mean, I'll be real with you. I am not a Notre Dame fan at all, but I love that history. I love that tradition. I, I love what that school means to college football. If you are a big-time college football player, Notre Dame is still one of those schools that is on your list, I feel like. And maybe that's just me, um, but I feel like there's a lot of tradition, a lot of meaning to be at Notre Dame, and it would be good for the game if Notre Dame won. But if we take a closer look at Alabama, Alabama quarterback Mac Jones, he's one of the nation's top-rated passers. Jones has produced some of the nation's most impressive offensive statistics despite leading a balanced offense. So the redshirt junior, he looks impressive each week. He is a Heisman Trophy finalist. Mac Jones this season is completing 76.5% of his passes, for 3,739 passing yards with 32 touchdowns and four interceptions. So he looks really good. He looks really impressive. And I think he is certainly a favorite to win the Heisman. And we'll just have to see how that all shakes out. But Alabama has good quarterbacks. They've had a, a, a tradition of good quarterbacks in, in recent years. And Mac Jones is just the latest quarterback in that really impressive bunch for Alabama. So he's going to be someone that Notre Dame is going to have to try to limit the production on. They're going to have to try to rush him and they're going to have to try to to mess him up. You know, sack him. They're going to have to just throw him off his game. 
because he has looked really impressive this season. His favorite target is wide receiver, a senior wideout, Devonta Smith, who has totaled 1,500 receiving yards through 11 games in 2020. The 1,000-yard performance is the second of his career after he received over 1,200 receiving yards last year. So the back-to-back seasons of 1,000-plus receiving yards makes him just the fourth wideout in Alabama history to post 1,000 receiving yards in multiple seasons. This young man is going to have a probably a great career in the NFL, or he's going to at least get drafted very highly in the NFL. So offensively, Alabama is rolling. They're clicking. And I, I don't expect them to have a lack of production in this playoff game. So those are just some, some stats and some tidbits to throw out there for Alabama. If we take a look at Notre Dame, the Irish come into this matchup having faced the number one team in a bowl game seven times previously in Notre Dame program history coming away with a 4-3 and three record. So those years were in 1969, 1970, 1973, 1977, 1980, 89, and 1990. Overall, Notre Dame has won six of the last seven games when playing number one as a top five team. So 2020 marks the first season in which the Irish have faced two number one teams in the same season. Notre Dame won its first number one matchup of the season in the 47 to 40 win over then number one Clemson. So they are going to, they they didn't have an easy schedule. I mean, I know they played in the ACC, which is a cool story. If you think about it, the Irish don't play in a conference, but the fact that they played in the ACC for this COVID season was pretty cool. And they went to post a nine and O record in the conference, but they lost, as you know, to Clemson in the ACC championship game but that's cool that they won on their schedule that they had this season. They had a, a really close matchup to Louisville. I think that game, I want to say, was 12-7. to But uh, other than that, I mean, they didn't have really any close matchups this season. They handled their teams or the teams on their schedule pretty easily. Beating Florida State in week three of their season. They laid the beat down on South Florida 52-7. to nothing in the second week of the season. They they won on the schedule that it had this season. They are in this position, and now they're going to have to try to beat a number one ranked Alabama squad. Good luck. I don't, I don't think it's going to be easy. We take a look at quarterback Ian Book, who is the winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history. He's gone 30, 30 wins and four losses in his career. Uh, as a starter, which ranks tied for second nationally among all FBS quarterbacks with a minimum of 20 wins. Even as Ian Book ranks 11th overall in total quarterback career stats at 34, his 30 wins are tied for third among all FBS quarterbacks. So Trevor Lawrence is only better than him, is the only one better than him currently in college football with a record of 34 wins to one loss which is insane. But Ian Book has played very well this season. Ian Book is the only Power 5 quarterback with more than 237 pass attempts and only two interceptions or fewer. Book owns 314 attempts with just two picks. So he definitely will be a key for the Irish to have a successful game against Alabama. And so if this young man can play at a high level, their chances of success are certainly greater than if they didn't have him at all, which I guess doesn't make any sense. But 
Notre Dame competed for a football conference championship for the first time in the program's one-year history of being a conference member. So for the first time in the 132-year history of Notre Dame football, the Fighting Irish played the 2020 football season as members of the ACC. So 131 years were spent as an independent, and the 132nd season is the first in the ACC, which is crazy. It just That's just crazy how they do it. I understand why they do it, but that's really interesting and uh, kind of cool, I would say. The fact that they play in the ACC this season and then they go on to win nine games in the conference. They, of course, lose to Clemson in the ACC championship game, but that's still pretty cool nonetheless. And then I also want to call it the running back unit, which consists of running back Kyron Williams, Sebo Flemister, and Chris Tyree, who have each posted at least one 100-yard rushing game this season. And just two Power 5 teams have had more different student-athletes mark a 100-yard rushing game this season than Notre Dame's three. And just one Power 5 team has more than three different running backs each reach 100 yards rushing in games this season. So the Irish running backs have reached the 100-yard mark nine times this season, uh, which is a mark that ranks second in the ACC. So offensively, I mean, this is going to be a fun matchup of offenses if you if that's your flavor, if that's what you love. So those are just a few little tidbits, a little few little stats I wanted to call out, uh, some notes for the game. I am personally taking Alabama to win this matchup. They will probably win this game by a score of 42 to 21. That'll be my final prediction for this game, 42 to 21. And uh, it should be a fun matchup on Friday. That's the Rose Bowl presented by Capital One. You can watch that game on ABC. And so after this short break, we will get into the second semifinal college football playoff game, which is the All-State Sugar Bowl, which will be played at 7 p.m. Central Time in New Orleans. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back, y'all. What's going on? It's Casey Callan, host of the Characters of Boxing and Beyond podcast. I'm here in beautiful Charm City, and I just want to remind you about a new book from Clear Contender Media. It's called How They Got Their Billions. We're exploring the business stories of pro football's 32 NFL owners. Every NFL team is worth well over a billion dollars these days. Some NFL owners amass their fortune through inherited wealth, oil exploration, but other stories are more far-fetched than fiction. So this new book, How They Got Their Billions, by me, kind of exploring the different path that all of today's 32 NFL owners took to acquire their fortune and team. So definitely check this book out. It's available right now clearcontender.com slash books or you can find it on Amazon and uh, have a good one everyone want to know what life is really like after the game is all over real athletes are here to share their true stories of adversity and triumph every week on after orange slices even if you don't like sports pro athletes former college stars celebrities coaches public speakers doctors and all kinds of experts join the show and there's a little bit of something for everybody join me bridget for a slice of inspiration plus your everyday sports news sprinkled in new episodes every friday at 8 a.m pacific standard time available anywhere you get your podcasts hey everyone welcome back to the show now real quick here we will just preview and i'll provide some tidbits and some notes for the college football playoff semifinal matchup between ohio state and clemson in the all-state sugar bowl 
which will be played in New Orleans, Louisiana, at 7 p.m. Central Time on Friday, January 1st. So if we take a look at some notes and some things I want to call out for this matchup, the Clemson Tigers will make its sixth consecutive college football playoff appearance on Friday when the number two Clemson Tigers face the third-seeded Ohio State team in the All-State Sugar Bowl. Clemson enters this year's college football playoff ranked tied for the most college football playoff appearances at six, and they've had four college football playoff title game berths and college football playoff national championships at two since the inception of the current postseason format in 2014. This is Clemson's fourth bowl game against Ohio State since 2013, and it's third against Ohio State in the college football playoff since 2016. The matchup will be Clemson's fifth bowl game against Ohio State all-time, and Clemson holds a 4-0 record all-time against those Ohio State Buckeyes. Clemson will be seeking an 11th bowl victory under head coach Dabo Sweeney, who is 10-6, which would be the ACC head coaching record. Bobby Bowden holds the mark with 11 as an additional 11 of his 22 career bowl victories, including one later vacated, came either at West Virginia or at Florida State prior to the Seminoles' membership in the ACC. So Heisman Trophy finalist Trevor Lawrence, who is 3-1 in the playoff, will make his fifth career college football playoff start, which ties Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia Eagles great Jalen Hurts, who had four at Alabama and one at Oklahoma, for the most of any quarterback in college football playoff history. So Trevor Lawrence, he will attempt to set the record for most college football playoff wins by a quarterback in four career college football playoff games. Trevor Lawrence has completed 83 of 141 passes for over 1,100 yards with eight touchdowns and zero interceptions for a pass efficiency rating of 147.1. I think Clemson just has too many tools. The fact that Trevor Lawrence is who he is, a great college football quarterback, He's got some great targets, such as running back Travis Etienne. I just, I don't see this game being any different for Ohio State this year. This is a rematch game from a year ago, and I just think Clemson is just too damn powerful. They're too good. So those are a few stats for the Clemson Tigers. I'll throw out a few tidbits for Ohio State now. The number three Ohio State Buckeyes are making its fourth college football playoff appearance, meets six-time college football playoff semifinalist at number two Clemson this Friday. Ohio State is making consecutive appearances in the college football playoff for the first time, having also played in the 2019-2020 college football playoff game. As you know, they lost to Clemson 29-23 in that Fiesta Bowl matchup last December 28th. The Buckeyes and the Tigers have played four times previously, all in bowl games, and Clemson has won them all including the 31 to nothing win in the 2016 college football playoff at the Fiesta Bowl. The 2016-2017 Fiesta Bowl college football playoff game. If we look at Ohio State as a team, they're ranked 5th nationally in total total offense at 529.2 yards per game, while Clemson is 10th at 507.6 yards per game. Clemson is 6th in total defense while Ohio State is 34th in total defense. Clemson is third in scoring at 44.9 points per game, while Ohio State is 7th at 42.5 points per game. Clemson is 11th in scoring defense, while Ohio State is 25th. 
Ohio State is the only Power 5 team in the nation averaging at least 250 rushing yards, so 275.7, and passing yards at 253.5 per game this season. So they average at least 250 yards passing and rushing. Rushing yards are averaging 275.7 yards per game. Good God, that's a lot of yards. And passing at 253.5 yards per game this season. So Ohio State has has three 300-yard passing and rushing games this season. Also, as you all probably are well aware, Ohio State had three games canceled in 2020 because of the COVID-19 concerns. So the Maryland game on November 14th, the Illinois game on November 28th, and the Michigan game on November 12th. They most likely would have smoked those teams anyways, but I just want to call that out because there is some controversy with Ohio State being in the playoffs as one of the four best teams only playing six games this season. You know, they are a talented team. I'll give them that. I think they are one of the better teams in college football. I don't know if they are the number three team in college football, but they have made it nonetheless to the college football playoffs. So we'll see what will happen this Friday. Ohio State's wide receivers are really, really good. So you got wide receiver Garrett Wilson and Chris Olav ranked number one and number three, respectively, in the Big Ten in receiving yards per game. So Wilson's averaging 103.5 yards per game, and Olav is averaging 105 yards, 105.6 yards per game. They are the only set of teammates nationally who are averaging more than 100 yards receiving per game. Wilson and Olav have accounted for 74 of Ohio State's 119 total receptions this season, which is 62.1%, and 1,149 of its 1,521 receiving yards, uh, which is 75.5%. So each has four 100 yards receiving games, so this duo is certainly dynamic. This duo is certainly part of the reason why Ohio State is so explosive on offense certainly led by quarterback Justin Fields and Justin Fields he's currently tied with Joe Germain for third on Ohio State's career touchdown pass list with 56. Bobby Hoying is number two with 57 from 1992 to 95 and JT Barrett holds the Ohio State and Big Ten record with 104 passing touchdowns so that's a really impressive list there Uh, Justin Fields, 4,794 career passing yards at Ohio State, ranks number 12 all-time. He's 296 yards from passing Jim Carsantos for 11th place. So that's uh, really interesting. Certainly a record to watch uh, this Friday to see if he can break that. And Chris Olav, the wide receiver I just mentioned, he caught his 20th career touchdown pass on December 5th at Michigan State which moved him into a tie for sixth place on Ohio State's career list with K.J. Hill. So Olav is three receptions shy of 100 for his career. And just uh, real quick here before we we get out of here, if we're scouting Clemson, Clemson won its sixth consecutive ACC championship when it avenged its only loss of the season and defeated the Irish of Notre Dame 34-10. The Tigers are led by Heisman Trophy finalist QB Trevor Lawrence. You know the guy as a G. He's a certified G. He has thrown for 2,753 yards and 22 touchdowns in nine games this season. Running back Travis Etienne, 
He's been a beast. He scored 13 touchdowns and rushed for 882 yards, which is fifth best in the ACC. Wide receiver Amari Rodgers is second in the ACC with 966 yards and third with seven touchdown receptions within uh, the ACC. Clemson's defense is second nationally in both tackles for loss at 103 and sacks at 44. Clemson ranks either one or or two in the ACC in 12 of 15 major statistical categories. And then one other stat that I want to call out is the addition of running back, who is a graduate transfer, running back Trey Sermon from Oklahoma. He broke Eddie George's 25-year-old single-game rushing record of 314 yards versus Illinois in 1995 with his performance of 331 yards in the Big Ten title game over Northwestern. Chicago's Big Ten team, Northwestern. So the yardage total was the most ever in a conference championship game, and Sermon's 271 yards in the second half was the most in one half by a Buckeye since Ezekiel Elliott, uh, who had 243 yards versus Indiana in 2015. So Sermon, for his effort, was named the game's MVP. Trey Sermon's going to be somebody that you're going to have to uh, try to control or try to limit his production if you're Clemson's defense. But offensively, Ohio State is is solid. It's a solid squad. And so it's, it's going to be another fun matchup of two great offenses this Friday. So I'm, I'm excited for this game. I think it's going to be a real tough matchup for Ohio State, if I'm being honest. And right now, Clemson is favored by 7.5 points. I, I just I have a hard time believing that Ohio State is going to have enough to beat Clemson. I think it's honestly going to be Clemson and Alabama in the national championship game. My prediction for this game is Clemson wins this game by a score of 38 to 20 over Ohio State and Clemson will move on to the national championship game against Alabama. So there we have it folks. That was my little preview episode for the college football playoff that will be happening this friday and hopefully you uh, enjoyed this podcast just a few random factoids for you all to think about as you're watching these two exciting matchups this friday it should be a fun day of college football it should be uh it should ring in a new year and hopefully we will all see better days in 2021 but uh, it starts with this football game, for with these two football games this Friday. So with that, I will leave you to it. Hope you enjoy this last podcast of 2020. And hopefully, God willing, I will see you and talk to you in 2021. So take care, everybody. Have a happy new year. Happy holidays. Be safe. Wash your hands. Wash your feet. Put lotion on your elbows. I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Which ties Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia Eagles, great. Jalen Hurts. Thank you again for tuning into my Cherry Picking Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe to my show and drop me a rating on Apple Podcasts. All of my digital content can be found at the website cherrypickingsports.com. And if you are looking to interact with me via social media, my Twitter handle is at cherry underscore pickin'. That's P I C K I N. On my Twitter, you'll also find a link to my blog where I post my weekly college football predictions and analysis. I can also be reached via email at cherrypickinsports at gmail.com. Please feel free to reach out to me regarding what you like about this podcast or about what content you'd like to hear more of on future episodes. 
I sincerely thank you for your support, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Take care.